you know, God likes to work in that dark, scary stuff. And for me, you know, I always, I used to say, I, I, when I was a kid, I stood against a 365-pound giant. And that abused me. What can you do to me? Yeah. You know, God said, watch my back as a kid. So as an adult, you know. You feel invincible. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the corner of Aberdeen and Salter in the heart of the north end of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Hello, I'm Andrew Braun. And this is John Jansen, and this is episode six of ICYA Raw. Now, we want to cut right to the chase today. Andrew wants to tell you about the gala, which we won't be having this year. Yeah, that's right. We usually have a big event of about 400 people coming all together and having live music. Big and October party. That's right. Big party. And we tell an stories. October, an October fest, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But not really. Not really. At all. Um, and... Uh, this year, we're going to do it a little differently. And so this year, we are looking to our supporters to host small events. So people within your kind of core group of family and friends uh, that we're looking for people to host in a small event and, and have four, a meal. And kind of different options, right? Yeah, right? tons of different Anything, options. Anywhere from, we kind of have it set out in our head, like four different options, but we can be very customizable. Mm -hmm. Anything from uh, 10 people get together in someone's house. and so then like 50 people in a barn. 50 people. People Getting all barn, together for with a, a, with a band and a sort of a uh, yeah an event where there's some music yeah. so a whole range of things there just to to replace our gala and eh, maybe reach more people yeah exactly and and we're uh, we're not going to be uh, charging any ticket prices or anything like that and we're willing to help out our supporters of catering well, if one if that's level needed. one level does have a ticket price that's right yeah if you're if you're wanting to pay for entertainment uh, and and things like that but we'll, generally the centerpiece there will we're working on it right now we're mm -hmm. making in a ICYA TV half hour sort of yeah. video that you can stream with your friends and it will kind of tie the evening together and we even have options where uh, hopefully some of our staff can maybe stop in and share a few stories and, and mingle for a little bit and uh, so you're going to yeah, hear more about bit. that yeah, yeah. You're, you're so gonna, lots of stuff coming it's coming and you're going to hear more as the days go forward as it takes shape and gets uh, more solid in our heads and mm -hmm. uh, we're already starting to try to figure out the details of how we can do this because COVID is meaning we can't do 400 people in a room this year and uh, well maybe there's some opportunities to do something that uh, might be even better yeah let's see we'll see what happens Today, we are talking to the First Nation Indigenous Warriors. This was recorded about two weeks ago. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, we talked to an Indigenous RCMP officer from Dauphin River named Lawrence Latander. Um, because this is the time to be talking about these sorts of issues. Uh, it's definitely in the air. This week, we wanna, we're going to talk to a local uh, organization called the First Nation Indigenous Warriors, and they, uh, on their webpage, I'm going to introduce them right off of their off of their Facebook page. It says, "We are the change we've been waiting for." First Nation Indigenous Warriors Incorporated is a registered Manitoba-based nonprofit organization. We're out to bring awareness to issues that have been silent for way too long. We are tired of the growing violence and discrimination that's happening to our First Nations people, whether it's native-on-native -native violence or something else more disturbing. One thing for certain is that FNIW will confront and expose the issues that get ignored. No more missing and murdered. No more discrimination. No more violence. No more fear. Let's 
bring change. Together, we can all make change happen. It just starts with one. So let's get into this conversation, and we'll talk a little bit more after about what uh, Mr. Delarond and Mr. Monroe had to say as they spoke with our uh, Executive Director, Kent Duick, in this conversation. My name is Kent Duick. I'm the executive director over at Inner City Youth Alive. I'm sitting here with uh, with uh, Joe Monroe and Vern Dallarond. Uh, uh, tell us a little about, about yourself, guys. Well, uh, I've been um, a little bit about myself. Uh, well, myself, I've been uh, part of the 60 Scoop, which has uh, been happening lately. Uh, the government has put a downer on, on what's been happening and all that. But I don't want to go too much into that but it's part of I, your identity but it's part of my identity who, yeah. who i am and uh, i i grew up uh, in, in in a white white family uh, uh, a loving a loving mother and she raised me right but uh yeah. we had some I had some difficulties with uh with the father that that adopted me he decided to leave later on in life and uh, blamed uh blamed me and my older brother yeah. which were both adopted and so I sort of carry that weight of uh, we caused the separation in, in the family, but yeah. was it really us or was it really our fault? And so, you know, so so those are some of the things that that I I have dealt with uh, with father issues uh, throughout my life, and yeah. and sort of brings me to why I'm doing this today because I see so many hurting families out here uh, that have lost that father figure. Yeah. Vern, Vern, over to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And my name is Vern Delarond. I come from a family of six sisters. Two, no, me and my brother. Two of us. I'm the founder of First Nation Indigenous Warriors, and yeah, for me, coming to my adulthood, like the family upbringing wasn't too. Good, not too many memories. I, my dad left when I was young. Um, alcohol was uh, the factor of that. Very abusive, but not to me, to my mother. Stepdad, just the same. It wasn't very good. So it was easy for me to do what I do now today. So this is why I'm here. You know, God had a different plan. So yeah, I'm rolling with it. Yeah. I ignored it for too many years and it almost killed me. So, you know... I, I often uh, I think about one one writer talked about the idea that um, if God used the good things in our lives to make beautiful things, He'd run out of raw material. But if He uses the really crappy things, the mm. difficult things, He's got a lot to work with there because all all of us walk with there's a lot of you know challenging yeah. things in our lives. But I find it so interesting when it's 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 kind of a weird uh, meeting that uh, kind of the circumstances around our meeting. If I can just say a little bit about that. So Joe and I go way back, and then Lisa, I guess your your partner there. I know My Lisa wife. from your, from a number of years back. Anyhow, it's sort of weird, uh, you know how it is in the North End, a lot yeah. of connections, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, uh, so I had a, a girl of, that was very very important to me and our fa- and our staff around here that had been hurt, and uh, so so I'll tell you, I was I was at Wits End. I was trying to find I was trying to find her. And uh, and I just didn't know what to do, and I was worried that if we, uh, you know, if we didn't do something, we would be planning her funeral because she had been badly hurt by, by her partner, and uh, and anyhow, um, so, 
I was talking with somebody and they, they recommended you guys. And uh, they said, uh, but they're like, I don't know. I don't know what those guys are like. Like, this, you could maybe call those guys, but uh, what are they going to do? And like, uh, so, but I, I guess I was at that point where we really needed to find this girl. And uh, so I gave you guys a call and I had a very good meeting with you. I, was, I just was blessed by kind of your, you know, the way you walk. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, so, so, uh, when I so so this this caution about uh, First Nations Indigenous warriors warriors so is this uh, is this a militant group is this a, what's going to happen so I, I want to hear a little bit of you guys about the word warriors well warriors is a English word thank you so um, for the Anishinaabe people yeah. which is I'm part of um, um, Soto uh, the branch of the Ojibwe the water people. Um, for me, the warrior, the warrior is, it's like way back. It's, we were born with it. It was before things changed. It was the way we lived. You know, it was, it was not, not much about, you know, just surviving, taking care, hunting, providing, you know, the things you were supposed to do from the very beginning, you know, but things changed and the role of war became different because of loss of land, um, conflicts, and yeah. So that's the role where I, I, I like to take warrior because when I looked at it, for me it was 1990 it started, but I didn't do anything about it. It was when the uprising in Oka for their land mm-hmm. to defend it. So I, like I was all, yeah, it's about time, you know. But yeah. It wasn't. I heard a lot of negativity, especially from my own people. You know, we're, ah, they, we get it; they get enough. You know, yeah. But yeah, you can't really start to give your opinion unless you understand the history. Like too many people say, well, they throw their opinion out there, and they don't know nothing yeah. about the whole history of it. Why it is the way it is, like the residential school, for example that the whole church thing yeah um it's it's that image that that blue-haired that white um, blue-eyed blonde hair you know image yeah that the catholic put the catholic church you know that was the image all from canada united states that was the image yeah that was plastered into their minds so you can see this big divide and we like to think that we can help bridge a gap, a connection, you know, without leaving the religion out of it. Let's just talk plainly to one another, you know. Let's, you know, if you want to talk, Jesus was the first, you know, warrior. Yeah. Him, like and, and him and the yeah. 12. If there was camo in them days, he would have, they would have been wearing it. I always say that because they confronted the religious leaders of their day yeah. as well as the government. Government. Yeah, they stood up to them. So, Joe, what does the what does the term warrior mean to you? Warrior, what do you think of it yeah. as what, what? How do we, how does it apply to our, our our city? Is how I like to. What what do we do, or or how can we be a warrior here in Winnipeg, and uh, still hold on to uh, or bridge that gap between the culture and what's happening now in our city? Because we have, we're 
it's been claimed by McLean's magazine a few years back that yeah. we are one of the racist cities here in, in Canada. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's a social responsibility. And as a warrior, that's one of the things that we do. And, and what, what it means by social is uh, the people. Mm-hmm. Like you have your mothers and you have your fathers and you have children. And that's what makes up our community. And when a family uh, falls apart, uh, there's a social responsibility for the community to come together and help that family. And our community has been falling apart for many years. And we don't have people standing up to come and bridge that gap and help uh, the people that are really falling apart. CFS has uh, done a really great damage to the First Nations people here in this province. And there's nobody here to come and bridge that gap for that family that has fallen apart. There's many families that have already passed on because of uh, the damages that, that have been caused by CFS. But there's nobody here to stand up for that. Mm-hmm. And that's a social responsibility for the warriors of that community to stand up. And uh, what else is there to do? But that is our most important thing, issue right now, that's pertaining to our community. Our community has fallen apart. And so that's one of the things that we as uh, our warrior society, the First Nation Indigenous Warriors, the FNIW, that's one of our main objectives, is to be a social responsible group to our community. Yeah. And these families are hurting. Yeah. They're dying. And it's not just the CFS issue. There's also goes into uh, drugs and gangs and other uh, things. But it also happens uh, because of the racist and uh, we're demographically uh, uh, aimed at to hurt. Uh, a lot of people come from other countries and they, they come in and who are the people to pick on but the First Nations because we're uh, a vulnerable group. Mm-hmm. And so we do have a high rate of women that do go missing. Yeah. Uh, they are plagued with addictions and our men are uh, targeted by the police, thrown into jails. And so the jails are, are filled with men. And the women have gone missing, and, well, we we know the stories that happen. Vern, uh, standing in the gap, like it's a big gap. And and when I... uh, uh, when I think about some of the burdens, like, you know, we I just see you guys and right away we're not even up the stairs and we're talking about a major problem in the community. And uh, and there's there's about three other ones I need to talk about. So so I think about, um, you know, how how do you see yourselves uh, bridging that gap? How do you see yourselves like like what is what what do you see happening? Is there is there a movement around this this warrior kind of mindset is there are there more men is it men that you guys are mostly focused on calling out to men or is it what are you seeing happening it, it, to call, calling out the warriors it's it's going to be the women that are going to lead it this yeah. is what's going to make the movement stronger um the society has put oh, like a uh, thing on a woman where they can't express themselves the way they truly could, but in the native, in the indigenous community, First Nation community, women were the prime focus. They were 
they did lots, you know. So today it's them that are going to help, and it's the warriors that will back them up. Yeah. They will. Sh they know what's going, what's wrong, what needs to be fixed, and you're going to need brave people, you know. Even if it's a scary job, you s it's still got to be brave. It still does regardless. That's where, you know, God likes to work you know, in that dark, scary stuff. And for me, you know, I always, I used to say, I, I, when I was a kid, I stood against a 365-pound giant that abused me. What can you do to me? Yeah. You know, God said, watch my back as a kid. So as an adult, you know. You feel invincible. Yeah. And, uh, for, you know, just like the, you know, without trying to be too Christian, greater love had no man than this that he laid on his life for his friends. And if God is pleased with you, then your enemies will be at peace with you. Yeah. I always say that. There's no such thing as too Christian. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Jesus, Jesus was about love and, and this whole thing. Oh, yeah. we, we talked a while back about the fact this whole thing, uh, the message of Jesus and love got so messed up. Yeah. And, you can't uh, be a warrior without love. You, yeah. You're you got to have love to do this. If you don't have love, then you're going to end up falling in the cracks and becoming a, a gang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God's yeah. got to be your prime focus and... You know, I, I think uh, in terms of the, the word warrior, uh, like, you know, helping helping me understand kind of what it is and our audience understand what that is, and, and it's just got some beauty to it. Uh, you, talked, uh, you talked a while back about when we, when we met last about uh, reclaiming the word, kind of what it's been, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say a little something about reclaiming that word. Well, yeah, I heard, like I heard it back in 94 when... Uh, my cousins were involved in start, you know, it started in prison, but it evolved into the streets and became the Manitoba Warriors. And I remember when I was standing there, he told my cousin that this, we're here to help our people. And, you know, I, nothing wrong with that, I thought. But, you know, a couple of weeks later, they weren't helping their people. They were beating them up, selling drugs, girls were being put on the street. And, you know, I didn't complain because I wasn't, I was part of that. So it took a, a good beating and forgot to open my eyes. So Creator opened my eyes and I seen a different way. And my struggle, to, to come to find him was, was quite a walk. I went to jail, I went through this and that, you know, but... He was always there, you know, I always like that, you know, I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother, you know, I'm like, that's true, man, you know, especially if you're all by yourself, <laughs> then you really have time to reflect. Yeah, so, yeah, I can see the vision comes from a deep place, this is not some, this is not something you just thought up over a, over a, an evening <laughs> and a coffee or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Joe. Years of training. <laughs> Joe, uh, you uh, you shared with me the idea about uh, kind of wanting wanting to get that warrior spirit out there, and uh, you know, just I appreciated your passion and your last message with me in regards to a mom that you wanted to you wanted to help her to be a warrior and stand in. Say a little bit about kind of your heart for for the growth of this 
this uh, this movement. I want to. Can I call it a movement? I, yeah, I, I pray to God that it will be a movement. That's what we're we're sort of hoping that uh, people catch on to what we're doing. Uh, First Nation Indigenous Warriors is its own entity. We uh, we created it or we helped birth it in 2017 uh, August. It was August 26th, I believe. Uh, we we had uh, filed uh, with the uh, government uh, to to uh, become an incorporation, and so we got our wow. incorporation in yeah. uh, 2017. And we I actually started uh, about a year before that. It was that whole year our uh, being out in the community doing activist things has uh, grown our group together, and we birthed it off of our family group and. Uh, uh, we we uh, orientated around family. Family first is uh, something that we've always said to everybody that's come to us, and it's like family first. You know, if you want to join us, you got to have your family in order, and that's one of the main things. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's who we want the people to see. Uh, it's our heart, and our heart. It's for the family, and if we can't be for our family, then how can you birth a movement that's about helping families? And so our group comes together, and and if you can't make it out because you got family issues, deal with it. Yeah. You know, we're we're standing there behind you, and we want every one of our members to be healthy, a healthy, active member in the community, not not somebody that coming to us that needs help, but somebody that can go out there and help and be a leader in the community. That's about our movement is becoming a leader and mm -hmm. and how do we get people into that position to be leaders in our community and sometimes yeah people do come they're not ready right away but people come and they don't fully understand what our movement's about a lot of because we we have a a rough exterior look and a lot of people think the wrong thought Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we, we address like this because we, we want to stand out, but it's a, a uniform so that we can uh, show that we're yeah. a, a group all together. For and those of you can't see him, uh, guys are in camo and black shirts and uh, styling. Definitely a <laughs> uh, presence. This is a camo downward. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah. well, yeah. The word a camo to remind Canada that First Nations people are still in a war for their rights. Mm -hmm. That's why we work. Yeah, and and so that that word warrior in, in the uh, indigenous in in uh, Ojibwe is Ogijita, and that's what we we are uh, trying to represent the best we can for our people to become a warrior for them to stand up in that time of need, but not uh, to a point where we're going to pull out. Uh, a hatchet and chop off somebody's head or something, <laughs> you know. But we we need to stand up in that uh, courage. They, people need to see courage. Yeah, they need to see. I think uh, one of the things that's been a burden on my heart for the last twenty years is a pattern that I see when moms, uh, you know, when moms uh, are trying to raise kids alone, and then someone sees the vulnerability of that and takes advantage of that, or you know, and and I I'm always you know trying to say. You know, trying to help, trying to help people build their courage to yeah. to stand for their their family, to stand for themselves, and but you know, just the what you guys project in the community is powerful, and it I, I just find uh, I'm inspired by what you guys are doing, and uh, 
and just uh, this the strength because strength is needed. It's about uh, giving that power back to that person because everybody has a sense of power, but they've lost it somewhere down in in their life and they've given it up. But it's learning to give that power back to that person, lifting them up out of whatever situation they're in and standing beside them and showing them how to get that, how to walk again. And sometimes we, we lose that and we need to retrain ourselves to learn to walk in this new society that's happening. Yeah. And uh, things are changing rapidly in, in, in our communities and uh, we need to learn to walk and stand together as as a whole community, not not a part community. We all make up this community. And it's learning to uh, hold hands with one another. And, and that's where our strength is going to come from. Uh, we're not... Uh, as, as I had said before, we're not, our group's not an island to itself. We need our, our, our community. Uh, one of our uh, mottos is uh, for our people, by our people, fop, bop. And uh, it's something that, you know, we, we are for our people. And so we're out there doing as much as we can for our people. Mm-hmm. But in order to be by our people, we have to be accepted by them. And so in order to be accepted by them, we can't be just an aggressive group. We're out there showing love. We're out there uh, being courageous in times of uh, fear. And uh, giving that person that doesn't have a voice, a voice. Standing up and and whether or not we have to face the government. And we've gone down and uh, faced the government several times. And uh, uh, whether we we went to Ottawa, we were on the uh, parliament. the legislative lawn. We, we've been there and we've talked with the governments. Not saying that they listen to us all that all, all that much, but the government struggles with listening. But uh, we we do take it to yeah. them, yeah. and uh, they understand who our group. And so we have a little more of a uh, persuasiveness when it comes down to helping uh, in some of the issues uh, when we're out there on the street helping that mother who just lost her child to a CFS or uh, other situations, whether it's with a, uh, a child and a store clerk or uh, some other uh, happened with the Unicity cabs or uh, stuff like that. These are some of the issues that, that we do uh, come and take, but we don't just don't take them all. We, we require one of the requirements when, uh, when we come and face an issue is have you, phone the police and we understand that the police is a major issue in our community because a lot of people have no trust right and and because the police don't do anything and so that's the reason why we say we need that incident number because it says the police didn't do anything and that helps us with a legal foothold into us coming into a situation Vern, what kind of stuff are you guys getting into? Like, uh, like Joe touched on it, you don't just jump at anything. No, right um, now we we got a meeting coming up with uh, Manitoba Housing and the MLA. I'm not can what he knows her. Malila of and some of the residents of the Manitoba Housing regarding safety issues. That's. It was pretty bad when we first got there. Like there was drugs, there was uh, violence, urination, uh, and we just 
wanted to them to step up, but apparently the building manager was one of those hard, you know, can't complain, be quiet types. Yeah. So we went to above her and to the health authority of Winnipeg. Um, what are they called again? Regional Health. Winnipeg, yeah, regional Health. Yeah. Okay. So and talked to a nice lady named Stephanie who been helping she's been putting makeup on the building trying to get the security issues dealt with you know mm -hmm. there was a, a the door was anybody could open it and the tent is supposed to be that it's supposed to be a 55 plus building and there's a lot of fear in there and a lot of the people we seen didn't look 55 <laughs> in the building yeah so so people were popping the latch and then it was making it unsafe for yeah, uh, the elders just, as they would yeah, you come down pull the door open and we were we came there a couple of times and just to talk with the hang out with them and get a, a perspective from a sense of what's happening so when we seen what was happening we intervened you know do you live here goodbye you know mm -hmm. try you know help out a little and we recorded our stuff and contacted Regional Health in Manitoba Housing and let them know we're involved. And it's Crown Lands, so we're able to um, camp there. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't comply. It, he held a camp at uh, Ledge for 60 days, so just camping in Manitoba Housing will be no problem. Could be a uh, be nothing <laughs> So, so uh, <coughs> it's uh, how are you received? What are, 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 is everybody like you? Well, for the most part, the people that usually call us and when we do show up, we are uh, very well received. Um, yeah, uh, not, not so much by some of the people. Like we had one occasion uh, just not too long ago. Uh, I think we are a little aggressive on our, our end, but we're just showing like, just being young warriors doing crazy things but we we stood up for our, our neighbor and uh, she was there she had five kids and two sisters with her and uh, and the neighbors uh, uh, were being racially profiling them and calling them racial slurs at them and it was going on for five years and it, 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 was, it was it was just progressive thing and it, it was never ever and they decided to get uh cameras uh on their house and they put cameras up and they recorded it and put it out on the internet and it came across our table what are we going to do and and so we decided to well maybe we can just go down there and and just see the situation and say hi to the neighbor and da -da. let them know and, you're noticing <laughs> the family actually contacted my wife uh, through okay. through uh, messenger, mm -hmm. and so, asked so if we can come down. So so the debate got a little heated, and uh, they they called in the police because they were they were a few uh, our us, and then they called in other people, and they all came, and we just stood down there, and uh, they got really aggressive with us and started yelling, and and we we exchanged words back and forth, and they wanted to fight us, but. We didn't modify. We're not there. We're not aggressive. We're not there to fight. And uh, but we exchanged words, uh, which maybe we should have learned on how to do things a little better. But I started a conversation. And I started aggressive because um, before we always record what we do, just for our safety. Yeah. When my wife started to record, um, she mentioned something before the recording. She called, oh, the dirty Indians are here. 
Okay. And I just, oh, you, who gives you the effing right now? Who the hell do you think you are? And I got angry. Well, yeah. I let him know I'm the war chief for the group and I ain't going to stand for this. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, well, you're 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 putting you're putting yourself into some pretty tense situations. Oh yeah. And I don't know how you know in terms of keeping your cool. I imagine that's that's an art. Yes, it is because I always like to be proud and pride myself that our group has never had a violent altercation. Mm -hmm. We never have. That this is the violent uh, the most they got aggressive or, yeah, that we've aggressive. had. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, make no mistake, you know. Well, we, if we had to, we, we have to defend ourselves. You're, anymore. you're bringing an issue to light, and and people are people are maybe used to living their lives that way, and now somebody's shining a light on it, yeah. and it's un uncomfortable. And so I just hats off to you guys for saying, okay, there's a level of vulnerability. We're going to go into these situations. Yeah. It's important to deal with, and and. Uh, this comes with the territory. It can get. It could go this way or it could go that way. Turning a blind eye will get you in trouble too. Yeah. Yeah. And for five years, you're going to have to give it. For an five years, people turned a blind eye on that young mom and her kids. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was. Well, she reported it to police and nothing ever. Well, she had an incident number. Yeah. Again. I told the police when they were all standing there, "This is a racist issue, a racism issue. Yeah. Deal with it." Yeah. And they were forced to bring out the notepad and phone numbers, yeah. or you call this person. Yeah. So okay. Uh, I hear your hearts, guys. I hear what you know where you're coming from, and and uh, kind of that original passion where it came from. And uh, just thinking about, so if, if you guys are doing that important thing that you're doing in our community, uh, what's your picture of where this is going to go? What's what do you want to see happening in the community? If you can kind of give me your your power shot on like what is it you want to see? What are you sick of in the community, and what do you want to see changed? I like to see less drinking because alcohol is poison. Number one, it's poison to our people. With it, it brings everything. Everything. It's a it's an open door, you know. You can't watch your kids properly. Your kids will, you know, I want to see that change. I want to see our young kids, you know, having more good opportunities. Place, in a good place. I want to see less people at the food banks, you know. I want to see, you know, I just want to see Selkirk not so aggressive. Police presence, you know, and it's been bad last year for a whole year a couple of years it's getting worse yeah so if it means bringing out more of a a presence then so be it you know yeah. it just someone's got to have to put their stand in the gap and put themselves there you know if yeah. true change is going to come by one person at a time yeah. but yeah. there's got to be that one person that was going to stand and you know so everybody can see uh, you know, our, our, our community has been divided uh, for a long time and uh, divided by the gangs and divided by just the way the thought is, you know. I mean, I live in the hood. I live in the hood. And so this is the way hood life is. That's what, what's got to change. That uh, um, code of the street, right, where... Uh, snitches I, I, get snitches. Yeah. I want to see That's, that... 
gone. That that that's that's, that's a lie. That's a itself. lie. That's 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 not even has nothing to do with respect. Respect comes from somebody who has gone through a lot of stuff, and yet they've changed their life around, and now they're doing something better to help out the community rather than destroy the community. Then you've gained your respect back. You gain that honor back. Respecting does not come by threatening somebody uh, if you don't do this or you do that. That's that's not respect. That, that that's a I, I forget the word, but that's that's just dishonesty gained. And so we want to change that by by uh, having a, an honest group, right? Where um, you whether you're coming out of jail or whether you're you're coming off of drugs or whether you're just coming and, and you're cleaned up your life and you're trying to find a, a, some place to belong, but yet where do you go? There is actually no nowhere to go, and we want to provide a safe area so that hey, I can come and I can be sober and hang out and still look cool. Yeah, and and do something good for the community. Plus, you will then have that opportunities to go out and get a job and become a, a, a good working member of the community and bringing change. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Um, any message out to uh, uh, think of think of gangs and some of what's going on in terms of dealing and the people that... Uh, any messages out to guys that are dealing and guys that are... Yeah. You got little brothers and sisters... You think of them. You got family that may disappear in the future. You think of them. And remember what you're contributing to. All of that. So, wake up. We, we know that uh, sometimes when you're a gang, you our, our, our first thing to do as, as First Nations is always to rebel against our government. Hate our government. Hate our government. But rebelling against our government isn't necessarily helping our cause it's actually destroying our cause because we are not together as a group anymore we're separated and if you want to really stand up and uh, fight against the cause you need to do it in a better way more organized way you need to educate yourself we, we live in a time of knowledge, mm -hmm. and it's out there. It's at our fingertips. It's right here on the computer. Just go into your computer or smartphone, and you can gain knowledge just by going through and searching out uh, things. Don't take everything on there as truth, but you have to search things out, and that's where you're going to gain knowledge. Open up scriptures. Open up textbooks and start reading. That's where knowledge comes from, and that's where we're going to win. That's where it's going to give us that foothold in our society to help us in our cause. We're not going to just sit back and things will just steamroll us over and just allow addictions or us to fight and kill, our, kill ourselves. That's one thing. That's another aspect that, that we want to change is uh, native on native violence. That's, that's, yeah. that's wrong. And uh, I think we can do better th than that as, as uh, uh, a culture, as a group of people. Um, we need to unite. Mm -hmm. And not just the First Nations. I mean, like, everybody come that. together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we are now not just part of a reservation, but we've uh, 
have accumulated here in the city, and Winnipeg is one of the biggest populations of First Nations in any city, major city. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this is where ground zero is, Winnipeg. Yeah. And so <clears throat> this is where it's going to start. And if it's going to start anywhere, well, it's going to start here in the North End. You know, I, I uh, think about all the gifts Indigenous people give to the rest of society. And the one that amazes me uh, all the time and humbles me is, is that you sit here and, and still have an open posture to relationship in a wide way, to relationship to people of all cultures. And, and that invitational piece, I, I'm, I'm humbled by it, and I thank you guys for... Uh, to be sovereign is to invite fear. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta have allies. You gotta have people. Yeah, it's uh, the unity thing. Yeah, together we are stronger. I want to thank you guys uh, so much for uh, your time, and uh, and I want to thank you for uh, for what you do in our community. Oh my goodness, I've seen your hearts. Uh, some of the stuff you guys have said and uh, and uh, shared here has been uh, impactful, and uh, I just. I just pray a blessing on you guys that that uh, you'll continue to have that courage and and uh, on behalf of uh, maybe some of the quieter voices in our community that that haven't said thank you, I want to say thank you to you guys for standing in the gap, being the bridge, and uh, thank you for having us here. Yes, Never, <laughs> and this is this is a great opportunity uh, for us to to come in and share. Uh, we haven't uh, been able to. Uh, bridge this gap too much between uh, other uh, organizations throughout the city. Um, we've had our stumbling blocks and uh, we've come from a far left uh, part of, uh, of, of what, what has been happening out there and trying to incorporate our group into uh, mainstream society where we're, we are accepted. Yeah. And uh, the police are, are somewhat skeptical because we, we stand against them, but in, in the same breath, we have to stand uh, there at times beside them to make sure that they're doing things right. But in order for us to stand there, we have to have that uh, look about us. We have to have that uh, right. We have to be right. We just can't be corrupt and then expect to stand beside somebody that's going to arrest you. Yeah. So we see we, the integrity. I see your hearts and and uh, and again. Thank you guys for your time and for for uh, putting it on the line. Thank you. So that was Joe Monroe and Vern Delarond from the First Nations Indigenous Warriors. What'd you think? It was good. It was uh, a little different than the week before, but I think that's a good thing. In some ways, to me, it uh, it represented or, or reflected so much of what uh it's like to live and to work in the north end is that it's kind of tough it's kind of rough mm-hmm. it's kind of raw like those guys i watch their facebook feed on weekends sometimes and they're out in the middle of the night uh in the roughest parts of the city just keeping eyes out and trying to help out where they can yeah because uh, i think that flows out of their life that's you know and they're they're just people in the community who want to get involved and don't want to stay you know idle that's right. And they're looking to make change. And I guess even just having them on ties to the name of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Raw. It's a little raw. And it, I mean, that's the thing. 
it is a little raw, a little is a rough, even in the podcast. They admitted sometimes we don't know if we're even necessarily doing the right thing or the wrong mm-hmm. thing, but we need to yeah. do something. Yeah. And I mean, so much of what happens when it comes to community change is um, not doing nothing, trying yeah. something, trying to see something, you know, become different. Uh, starts with you know a lot, it's a lot of guess and check it's a lot of yeah, and a few trips here and there and and learning and growing but just trying to make change right yeah it's a good a good example we'll we'll find uh, more groups in the north end who are doing similar stuff and we'll be talking to them too other than that um, check out our website icya.ca slash gala uh, just for some more of that gala information we'll do one last plug there that's right and like I said uh, last time. Go and give us a review, or maybe share it on your web, uh, your your Facebook page, or Instagram page, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You share stuff on Instagram? No, you can't do that. That's because I'm old. But I think <laughs> that anyway. Tell uh, your friends about the podcast because this conversation needs to be had. Uh, join us next time on ICYA Raw. Thank you.